This is season two, episode two. I actually forgot. It's been so long since I've recorded a podcast. A brilliant time to bring the podcast back because we've been trying to... I say we, me, the royal we. Uh, I've been trying, trying to organise with, with today's guest to get on the show for, I reckon it's probably six months. Mm, I reckon. Well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Uh, this is the this is James. Welcome, James. Hello, welcome to the show. Hello. And you are the sole developer. You officially yeah. sole developer. Yeah, I can say sort of. Um, so most thing again, especially two people, me and Stu. Stu does the majority mm-hmm. of, of what he does is the music. Um, has done a little bit of um some of the work on some of the earlier levels of early scumbags here and there, but he doesn't get involved in the actual development side as such so i just call myself the lead developer it's probably the easiest way to put it. king developer yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go with that we'll go with <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, so yeah your studio is monster finger games and the game we're going to be talking about today is alien scumbags yes indeed. we are actually live streaming this podcast today so if you are um so we're on youtube live streaming it but we're going to try not to point to stuff on the screen because it's no good if you're listening so we will try. So um, apologies if we do that. Uh, but if you're watching, then I'm going to be playing the game very casually in the background, just so you can see what we're talking about. Um, and this will be available, of course, after the fact. If anybody listening wants to check out the game, uh, the visuals or my or James's beautiful faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's, let's, let's make a start. So let's start off with. Alien Scumbags. Just tell us what Alien Scumbags is, and you know what type of game it is. Uh, just an overview of the game before okay. we go into the history of everything. So short and sweet. I imagine it's like a menage a trois, right? With um, <laughs> with Doom. Oh, where this is going? Let's get this right. It's Doom, Duke Nukem, and Alien Three on the SNES. And there it is. The baby is nice. is Alien Scumbags. <laughs> So, so this is, yeah, this is, it's a very unique game. It's very violent. It's very rude, not a little bit, but not a little bit. awesome rude. Like, 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 like 12 year old rude. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. if you're 12, <laughs> this is amazing. You're going to laugh your ass off. It's brilliant. Um, or if you're 40, like me, you still do that. But don't worry about that. I think it's so, funny. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very funny. There's loads of puns. There's loads of jokes. There's funny visuals. Awesome, awesome uh, setup you've got going. What engine is this running on? Which game engine did you build it on? Um, so it's on Click Team Fusion uh, 2.5. Um, you'll probably know that one more as the engine that runs Five Nights at Freddy's and Freedom Planet, amongst other things. Okay, I don't know that. Oh, okay. I'm sure people listening will know that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, that's not yeah. an engine I've heard a lot of, to be honest. No, that's right. It's not one that I've heard mentioned an awful lot of. It's actually one of the um, originators, to be honest. They came out in sort of the mid nineties, start with. Oh, really? Yeah, been around okay. for a long time. So, w- why choose this engine over some of the more, I was going to say obvious ones, but they're obvious to me because I don't know all the engines. So, for me, this is not an engine I would have picked out of the hat. So, why would you? Why did you pick this one? Do you know what? I kind of fell into it, to be honest. So. What happened is I was on work experience. I was probably about 15 and um, I was in some like office or something like that where I was working. And then we found one of these 301 utility discs, like from the olden days. Oh. And um, 
And so I was like, can I have a look <laughs> on this? Because it was like one of my final days there. And they were like, yeah, sure. And I came across this thing called Click and Play. And I thought, oh, I'll give this a go, see what it's like. And I was awful at it, obviously. But then my eyes was just like opened to the, to the world of game development, um, albeit rubbish game development at the time. Couldn't even make the screen scroll. Um, and then I, that's kind of like the rest is history, really. I mean, I said to them, do you mind if I take it home and put it on my computer? And then lots and lots and lots of hours later, I've just been stuck in in my room on a PC. <laughs> this is where I am now. So um, I've kind of followed the Click Team products all the way from that one, all the way to, to what they are at now, which is obviously Click Team Fusion 2.5. Um, so, okay. yeah, that's that's it. That's the reason. Um, I could try something else, and I did sort of dabble in the idea of Blitz Basic. Um, didn't really enjoy it, to be honest. I quite like the idea of a more visual um, based thing. I also worked with the original Game Maker before it was Game Maker Studio. And, um, okay, yeah. So I used that as well. I made like a couple of games on that. And then I also had a play around with Construct and made a few projects in that as well. So I've used some other ones, but the main one for me was just the one that I started with. How did you choose to become a developer? Is it something you really wanted to do? Or is it because, like you said, you played around with that disc and thought, I'll just see what I can make, and it just sort of naturally grew? Or, or did you just think, do you know what, I'm going to make a game, and this is the game I want to make? How did that... I'm always interested in how that sort of story develops from nothing. Yeah, no, that's fine. Well, I've always been into art as a kid, um, and I always was into computers at the same time. So I actually used to draw like the idea of games, like they would look like screenshots on pieces oh. of paper as a kid and um everything like during like racing game with speed on the side and stuff like that and um <laughs> and i started out with an atari 2600 junior so like i'd always been into games right from the beginning we had like a spectrum and we had all these different consoles and um and so i think it was inevitable that at some point i was either going to do it like possibly professionally or or you know otherwise and uh and as I say, once I got involved in that, I was like, this is brilliant. And I didn't particularly believe in myself for a long, long time. Um, and it was only when we started, just before sort of Monster Finger Games and stuff like that, when I I just thought, you know what, I'm not bothered what people think. I'm just going to get on with it, just do it. And, you know, it's, it's you know, I, I would say I've definitely gone places since, just sort of believing in myself a lot more, I think. Albeit there's still, you know, um, my mental issues with anxiety and depression and whatnot to deal with. Hmm. So that's sometimes a bit of a constant struggle when you're making games because you've always got this thing in your head saying, oh, oh you're not good enough or whatever, you know. But um, but you just have to fight for it. I wonder on the scale of issues that you might have during development, how much the, the mental side of a, of a percentage of the issues that you're going to have, I would expect the mental side of it is... A huge huge part for a lot of people because you are generally if you're an indie developer you are generally on your own a lot yeah like you know because you're busy making the game so you don't have the someone else to bounce ideas off or you know or you might have some people online you can chat to but it's not quite the same as having a face-to-face -face dis discussion with somebody so you are you're trying to sort of argue with yourself yeah. this is great <laughs> nah, i don't know if this is perfect so you know do you know and then you're doubting yourself and it's very it must be very very difficult you know, I've never really thought about the sort of mental side of it before. It can be, yeah. I mean, specifically, like, um, so I've gotten to the point where I'm now making the final 
uh, the final boss for Alien Scumbags. And because it's had like a really good reception so far from so many people, it's almost like it's built up the pressure that if I don't get the final boss right, it's almost like I've just ruined the whole climax of the game. <laughs> and so for days and days on end, I've been like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. And like, whereas right at the beginning, I'd already drawn the final boss out, right? Right at the beginning of development sort of thing. And was like, I know exactly what it's going to look like and everything. But then as time's gone on, I've just been like, yeah, but I'm just worried it's not going to be good enough. And so it's taken ages and ages to sort of think something worthwhile up. And I just sort of just jumped at it and started. And, and then I know that once I start it, it's all right. Because then I can just sort of tweak things and eventually it comes to, you know, be a finished product. But it's getting to that point of jumping in, basically. So where did the idea for the game come from specifically? Was there a, was it something, that, again, like that's just developed or did you have the exact idea for this game? No, I didn't have a clue, uh, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, right, okay, yeah, segment over. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Um, no, so I, I, I'd never done a game jam before and uh, there was a Fusion Wars game jam. And I think it's pretty much just it needs to be, I think it was like, it has to do, to do with sci-fi, basically. So I was like, brilliant. And um, I was just getting into horror films at that time, and I'd probably been into them for about a year, maybe. And so it was such a big new thing for me, and I'd been watching things like the Alien film and all that kind of thing. And I was so massively into sci-fi horrors that the first thing I thought when I thought of sci-fi, I was like, oh, I've got to do Aliens. And literally the first name that came to my mind, so I was like, oh, I can't call it Aliens. So I just called it Alien Scumbags. And I was like, oh, yeah, I like that. I'll keep that. And that was it. It's just the first idea that pops in my head happens to be the name of the game. And um, but originally it was... Wow. Yeah. I was so, I was amazed. I was like, this is a brilliant name. And um, yeah, so it was... Uh, that's how it started. And it was more an alien fan game than anything. So even like the big um, beastie aliens, uh, there was actually Xenomorphs to start with. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and it looks very different back in the old days. Um, well, you saw it yourself how different it looked back in the old days. Yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah. That's interesting to see, actually. Well, I wonder because some developers are again a little bit scared of sharing. I understand why sharing their their previous incarnations of the game because they don't want to make it look like they didn't know what they were doing. But that's kind of the appeal of indie games to me. I love seeing the first stages. Well, it's the people, isn't it? You know, it's it's. I think that's why people love indie games so much, and that's personally why I love indie games so much as well. I'm not just mm-hmm. a person that makes them. I also don't particularly like the AAA industry at all. Um, like I hardly have any games that are classed as AAA. Um, you know, every month I look on the PlayStation Store or now Steam. Now I've got a good laptop. Um, for indie stuff because I want to support indie people, yeah. and I like the fact that these are people like me that just have an idea in the head and just jump at it and go for it, you know? And I think that, that's a big thing. Yeah, because it, I think indie is sometimes seen as a, a genre of games, and it, and it really isn't. I, I know it, it gets tagged as indie, but it really is a community of people, isn't it? It's a, I hate the word movement, but it's that kind of thing. It's it's a way of experience games for me. The, the indie scene, I, I love it. Like I said, the people are brilliant. The community of, of indie people is amazing. It's so helpful and supportive on anything you do. There's hardly any negativity that I see. I don't really see any. No, I don't, to be honest. It's fantastic. And I absolutely love the indie scene. And it's great to be a part of it, to be honest. 
I mean, I started yeah. being part of the indie scene with the Uya. So, and that was such a unique sort of community because everyone who bought one was playing the games, but also developing as well. So you kind of had, okay. yeah. you kind of had that in that such a close relationship with everybody because everyone who had a new year was was interested in the idea of people developing games so they could play them as well. So you'd always just yeah, please make some games chat, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've actually I've got one in the cupboard somewhere. I, I don't think I've ever even turned it on. Oh, you know what? You I've might have played a monster finger game again, but you never know. <laughs> That's it. What about um, what about issues? What do you have a major hurdle or a problem that you've had to face during a game? Is there something that, that sort of nearly stopped you developing, or the main issues that you've had? Anything negative? Uh, yeah, I mean, certainly on this game, burnout has been a difficult thing. Um, and I think it's the same for pretty okay. much any uh, indie developer. So um, I've come to realise that the most important thing to think about when it comes to, to development is is to take a piece at a time. If you because it's, it's difficult because as soon as you get an idea in your head, it's like wow, got to get this idea out there. I've got to get it in front of my face so I can see if it's exactly the same as it is in my head. And the moment I get to that point, like I used to spend like five or six hours solid just like oh my god this is brilliant and it's so exciting and then but then the next day you're gone you're knackered you know and and you instantly burnt yourself out and so i try to sort of limit myself to how much time i spend now on development and just do a little bit per day or like a couple of hours here or a few hours there but certainly i wouldn't spend the whole day on it anymore and i think that's the thing that i had the most issue with you know before that's interesting. So you've set yourself a, a, a schedule to work by now. And do you plan ahead of time? Okay, on, on, you know, on Monday, Tuesday, I'm going to work on these two things for four hours each. And that is it? Is that how you do it? Um, Literally that strict? Not really. Not strict as that, no. So I, I basically say that Monday to Friday, I'll try to put a good a good couple of hours or so in every night. Um, It's almost like a part-time job, really, after my normal job. Um, and then I always have the weekend off. Um, I might sometimes okay. dabble around with it on Sunday night, but I try my best to try and keep weekends free, just to sort of chill. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing is that yeah, obviously okay. once I create a big update, I, th- I like to think that I I'd like to spend like a week off, but it never really happens because like a few week a few days in, I'm like, yeah, I can't want to get back on it. <laughs> so yeah but that's cool that's cool though i mean and well how long has it been how long have you been developing the game for from start to now three and a half years three and a half years yeah. that's it's been a while wow. okay <laughs> that's amazing okay because yeah. I mean, where are you at now so the game is released as an early access what, what are we at now unofficially um so obviously uh, basically i messed up the launch um Steam is a complicated beast, <laughs> basically. Like Itch.io, fine. Um, yep. And Game Jolt, fine. Desura, back in the day, and also Ouya as well. So I've used a few. Oh, yeah. I've never had a problem. Um, and Steam has become very, very tough to get around. I just find it really overly complex for a developer to, to work around, to be honest. But um, Okay, that's interesting. Well, there's about three or four checklists of things you have to do. Um, before you can even send your game up for review, it's not as simple as just uploading the .exe file and a few pictures. 
Um, it's so much more than that. And then there's also guidelines on top of that for things like your description. So I copied and pasted my description from GameJob. And because it had yep. a website link into my Discord, it instantly was rejected because it was like, no, I can't have a website. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so then I took that out and I put, and then I, I removed that and reset it off again. And then it was like, oh no, you, yeah, but you put people's reviews in it. You can't have that. I'm like, oh, okay. So I had to take that out. And then, you know, it's all these different little hurdles. And eventually it got, I was just getting a bit annoyed by the whole thing, to be honest. Um, and, I sent obviously I got um, Zombie Workshop to do the um, the artwork for the capsules and everything like that. Um, yeah, amazing artwork. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And um, and then I went to release. And all this time, I presumed I was releasing in early access. Like I couldn't see anything to say I wasn't. Um, and then just as they'd come back and said, "Oh, right, we've reviewed it, and we're happy for you to release it." I'm like, "Great!" And I'd already set up a time for it to be released in early access um and then i saw a button which said release in early access <laughs> so i was like right fair enough you messed that up <laughs> so i pressed the button and then it came up on the screen saying we'd need to re-review it if you do that and i was on the few oh, days away from no. release so i was like oh my God. yeah <laughs> and in hindsight i know what i should have done now which was to say do you know what push the release date back let's get in, make sure it goes into early access instead would have been a sensible option, but never mind. These things happen. <laughs> but that's experience. I mean, that's, but that's the whole thing, isn't it? As, as an indie developer, someone can tell you all that stuff and you're not going to remember it all. You have to experience that sort of going wrong, don't you? Now you know exactly what to do for the next game. Exactly. Exactly. So that's fine. Um, <laughs> it's one of the things, isn't it? <laughs> okay, so what about... So, okay, so you had the idea for the game. Yes. Did did you plan the game out from you know like a film script? Did you plan it from start, middle, finish? You know what's going to happen? <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> so okay, right. I have a real issue when it comes to scope, right? So the first game we re- um, right. I released on Uya, <clears throat> which um, was more of a collaboration, I would say. Um, still, it was it like the actual hands-on side of things with all the music with Stu's side, but very much more brainstorming and things like that going on. And uh, even that game took over a year, <laughs> just over a year to release wow. that on Uya. Um, and then we were still releasing updates after that. So um, scope is a problem for me. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I don't like bugs and um and i like things to be as polished as possible uh yeah you're, you're in the wrong game here uh, you're telling me <laughs> <laughs> and uh i find and it you know it's it's creep isn't it it's like feature creep or whatever it's called and you're constantly adding little yeah. extra bits in here and there and, and then when people then start giving you feedback then you start adding even more little bits here and there because you're like that's a great idea um and eventually you mean like make the scoreboard numbers higher indeed (laughs) (laughs) awkward people like that could it be nine characters instead of eight five Um, (laughs) so yeah i'm rubbish when it comes to scope and and that's partly the reason why i did that cat mallow game because i was like look i need to learn how to do super fast games like so i can sort of start building again but quicker (laughs) so you know yeah yeah, I can see. I mean, well, 
you've done an awesome job. I mean, every time I load this up, it looks it looks better. Whatever you're doing, even like now, again, sorry, audio people, I'm just going to be describing this now. Go to YouTube and check the video out after. But even as I'm walking through the level here, um, and as I'm walking by the neon instruction signs, the reflection and the light shines on your head, on your on your body as you walk past. Perfectly, yeah, it's so nice. <laughs> and this is this is pixel art. Um, if you didn't know this, you know, I think some people have an idea of pixel art that it's simple when it absolutely isn't. And to get these lighting effects is, is amazing. It looks fantastic. Um, and I also really love the fact that you've done all your, your instructions for your game. All the manual is built into the level. So as you're, as you're walking past at the start, there's no instructions to start with. You start off in the level, you walk along the corridor and there's a, a sign in the background of the game, you know, press X to jump just casually like as a little neon sign and it's just really natural way of, of doing it so did you plan that yes. or did you just couldn't think of a better way of, of putting it in no i planned that i mean even right at the beginning in the game job that was uh, game job game jam um that was planned hmm. yeah it was a big thing for me um so i think the old days like mario where it just showed you how to play it was simple you know you people worked it out um i think nowadays especially with mobile games, they're awful. Um, so much hand-holding to the point where it takes you out of the experience constantly. Like, it lets you just have a second of gameplay and it takes you out again, tells you something else, tells you something else. And I hate that. But then at the same time, I also don't like the fact of when someone just gives you a great big wacky load of text to read. goes, there you go. This is how you yeah, play about, it. Yeah. And it's like, no, I hate that. So what I wanted to do straight away, um, is I, I did a lot of research into how to make tutorials that don't necessarily feel like tutorials, where the whole point is the game shows you how to play from the various things that you add into the levels. Um, so, yeah, that, that was kind of it, really. I wanted to, to make that right from the beginning. Yeah, because I, I totally agree. People tend to go one of two ways in, in games. They give you a screen of a controller with about 20 arrows with all the buttons, <laughs> yeah. and you get about five seconds to read it. Like, what, what was that? Hang on. I think I was playing one once. I had to take a screenshot and leave it open on my other screen to remember the buttons because it was just like, I can't keep up. Or the other way is, like you said, you're walking along, you're going, oh, where's an enemy? I'm going to shoot. Oh, hang on. To shoot the enemy and you get a pause and an instruction, it, it like, as you said, it completely kills the enjoyment of, you know, like Mario. Mario doesn't give you instructions. No. You load the game up and you're like, where am I going? Oh, there's a, there's a monster coming. What do I do? One of them must be jumping. And you just figure it out. Yeah, um, exactly. And yeah, you're right. Too much, too much handholding or frustration. So uh, yeah. yeah, I think that is, it's it's one of the. It's not really a mechanic, but I think it's one of the best features that you've implemented. Is that I mean, it's fantastic. It's really well done. Yeah, definitely. I say a big thing for me, and, and certainly all future games will work that way as well. Because um, there's nothing worse than a block of text or, or not getting told anything. <laughs> that's even worse um i mean yeah. certain Hello? yeah i've been playing like i play a lot of obviously retro games via emulation and without that book without that manual sometimes you're absolutely just knackered aren't you you know what i mean like i'm playing um i was playing act razor tonight and i was like what's going on <laughs> i was like this is more complicated than it needs to be surely can we not just have some words or, or something and so yeah there's so many games out there where if you doubt the manual there's no chance of playing them so i kind of wanted to get a, 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 a mix of the two really yeah 
I mean, and especially now, the competition is so high now. There's so many games being released all the time. Yeah. If your game has something stupid as if awkward controls, it's, you're going to be, you, you're gone. Yeah. You know, someone picks it up and goes, oh, I don't know what's going on here. I've done it myself. You know, I, I don't actually know what's going on. What, what are you trying to tell me? What, what controls? I'll just play one of the other 5 million games in my in my Steam library that I have. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunate, but it's it's brutal, but that's what it is. That's what it's like. So definitely, and, and you know, especially with pixel art as well, because pixel art's everywhere. It's a very popular uh, thing. I love it. I love pixel art. I'd, I'd play all pixel art games if it was up to me. I think they're awesome. Oh, yeah, me too, yeah. Like, I can never have too many pixel art games. I don't see the market as being saturated. <laughs> I just see it being specially made for me. I'm like, oh, it's pixel art. I'll take it. As long as it's pixel art on yeah, low poly, exactly. I'll have it. <laughs> so. I've bought so many games. This is a pixel art. Yeah, I'll pick that up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just literally <laughs> search it for the tag pixel art, and that's it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Okay, so you didn't have a plan. No. The biggest problem developers have by a million miles is marketing oh, and pr yeah. so oh. how did you approach mark when did you start thinking i should probably tell someone about my game um so i feel like i was telling people for a while about my game but one thing i didn't do and i think this was the most important part is networking being a genuinely quite anxious okay. kind of guy anyway um hmm. the idea of just randomly chatting to someone who doesn't even know me and then trying to not come across as, as a guy that's trying to sell you a game <laughs> it was, was a bit of a daunting idea. Um, but then I kind of jumped in, you know, probably, I'm trying to think of when it was really, um, maybe a year or maybe a bit more ago, something like that. Um, I jumped in and I just had a chat with with, with this guy. Uh, he happens to now have done some of the voice work in the game as well, um, which is really cool. Um, and, well, he, in fact, he's the guy... At the beginning, on the intro, the Full Metal Jacket style intro, it, that's him. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And, yeah, yeah. And it's really awesome. So I just had a chat with him, and obviously, you know, I wanted him to buy the game, but I kind of tried to just sort of just have a chat, and that's what we did. We just spoke about games and stuff like that, what we played, and all that kind of thing. And I told him about my game, and I said, look, this is, this is a song game, Jolt, when I've looked at it. And, um, and he did, and he bought it there and then. And he was like, this is brilliant. And, um, and he was like, can I be involved? And I was like, uh, yeah, if you want. Like, I can't pay you any money. I'm sorry, like, because I don't have any money. Um, but you can be involved if you want to do some voice work. And, and he did. And then, like, that's kind of where the, the audio tape idea came from. That originally wasn't there. It was just that he wanted to do something. And I went, all right, uh, this. <laughs> so... Yeah, and that's kind of how it's been. That's wicked. Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, and that's how it's been with like loads of people now, you know. So he roped his friend in, um, Corey, and then they then roped in Fairwell Brat into it as well, one of the streamers that I knew who'd been beta testing this right from the beginning kind of thing, you know, like when it was super buggy. It was like bad buggy, right? <laughs> <laughs> like fall through the floor, land on the ceiling buggy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then obviously you know the likes of Trista Bites came on board and it was like amazing I was like this is crazy that was going to be one of my questions yeah. um, Trista Bites obviously uh, like I say friend of the show yeah. uh, you can check her podcast I did an episode with, with Trista a few episodes ago amazing amazing she's awesome um, so how did awesome. how did that come about with Trista uh, I just kind of it was 
like I started watching a stream and stuff like that, and it was like a mm. like a dream to have someone like so popular play my game. I was like, this is you know, and mm. also she was really cool, and I really liked the stream anyway. Um, and so we're just kind kind of asking. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, I, and I was just like, look. <laughs> and eventually I was like, I'll even pay you. <laughs> Can I pay you so you can play my game? <laughs> and eventually she was just like, all right, look, I, you know, give me so, give me something uh, and I'll play it. And I was like, okay. And I, and she even said herself, she thought it was going to be a lot more basic than what it actually was. And it was quite a lot more nuanced. There was so much more mechanics that she, than she expected. Um, and she really loved it. You know, she loved it so much. She wanted to be involved in it, which was amazing. Um, and not only Wicked. once, but then she was like, I told her about my idea for a for an intro, um, and she was just like, Yeah, I'd love to do it. And I was like, oh, Okay. So then she was involved again. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I made a little pixel art version of her, obviously for the beginning intro. And yeah, I love that. <laughs> the, the, pur- the purple hair and yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah, and and she, yeah, she's just. He loved it, and and obviously then other people have come on board since then as well. So it's it's just really exciting, you know. It's, it's great to see so that many people cool. want to be involved. Yeah, well, because I, mean, I didn't know she was in it until I played it, and I was like, I was playing, it, I was like, is, <laughs> is this Trista? How, how have you done that? <laughs> right? uh, so it, I, mean, I was, I was, I was like, wow, this is cool. Um, so I was, I was that was really cool. I like that. That was really good. Yeah, no, it's really good. And, and so, lately, we got Wolfie Laura in as well, who was another streamer who played oh, yeah, it. Yeah. And she's done, uh, you know, she's sort of into voice acting and things like that as well. So she just was like, look, if there's a part for me, let me know. And I was like, well, uh, there isn't, but there is now. I'll make a part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just basically replaced one of the sound effects and was like, would you like to be a crying person? <laughs> and so yeah. now she's in that. How well do you die? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and also there's there's another job for some strippers so you can do that too and she was like all right then so i was like brilliant so <laughs> oh, you didn't you, you didn't contact me for any stripping no i'm sorry yeah needed a more feminine voice outrageous for it, I'm, I'm sorry outrageous <laughs> <laughs> right uh, okay so what about publishing so now, yeah this is a very this is a very weird area publishing and like i said the more i dive into indie publishing the scarier I find it. Right. The amount of up and down results is unbelievable. You know, some people, few, I say a couple people think their publisher is amazing. Yeah. Brilliant. And the rest are so negative, so wary, so suspicious of, of publishers. And, and like I said, on the last episode, on episode one, I spoke to Top Hat Studios about who are a publisher, indie publisher. Yeah. And then, again, if you haven't heard it, I asked them all the questions that I'd been hearing from developers saying, you know, hidden fees, not providing what they said they were going to provide, all that stuff. And I asked all those direct questions to them. And to be fair, they answered everything I asked. You know, they were, they, I didn't prep them beforehand. I just went, by the way, I've got these horrible questions here. I'm going to ask you now. And they just, so it's fair to them, they did that. But mm. I still see so much negativity towards publishers. Have you purposely avoided publishers or are you thinking about publishers? Uh, no, I didn't avoid them. Um, so right at the beginning when it was about, you know, had the xenomorphs in it and all that kind of thing, I first approached Click Team and said, because they publish games as well. Um, for instance, Five Nights at Freddy's been one of their big ones. Um, and mm-hmm. I said, would you be interested in, in, you know, publishing this on Steam? 
And their response was, we, you know, really honoured that you, you want to talk to us, all that kind of thing. But due to IP infringement issues, we'd be too worried to take it on. So that is the reason why I changed, like, all the enemies and stuff okay. like that into sort of the actual enemies that they are now. Um, and then I went back to them, and unfortunately, I didn't hear from them again. <laughs> um, they didn't reply? No. I was like, I've changed all this now. Yeah. Would you like to continue? And I didn't get kind of anything back. Um, then randomly... See, that's, di- that's disappointing. It is, yeah. Especially because I've been using their products forever. Um, so it's kind of a big yeah. thing for me. I mean, certainly at least 17 years maybe now of using their stuff. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, that's that's like I said, that's disappointing. And, but that, I'm hearing that a lot, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that story a lot, where people go to publishers either first or second time, and just don't get any sort of response whatsoever. And again, for publishers listening, listening, you really need to up your game on communication and just being a bit more awesome. Yeah. Because again, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to cover everyone with the same blanket that's not that's not a saying that's not a saying but that is well, now cover someone with a brush, uh, brush, that's it <laughs> yeah you know what i mean <laughs> whatever uh, cover i'm not trying to cover you all with the same blood but yeah. in general uh it's something they really need to look at because it's so poor for people making amazing games and even if you don't think it's an amazing game you don't have to just not reply i appreciate they probably get lots and lots of emails all the time but i hear it way too often for it to be just a once off twice off you know it's a common theme again i'm trying to i'm trying to hear what publishers are you know which publishers are good and recommend them to people when i speak to them and say look you know because i get developers talking to me all the time saying i would like a publisher but i don't really know i'm always a bit wary and i actually don't have a list of publishers i'd go yeah, these guys, amazing. Go speak to them. I don't have one, yeah. which is scary, very scary. I mean, you've got Abbey Light Studios who um, have been really, really active. They've taken on a community manager now, and that has changed massively. Yeah. So they've been very good. So kudos to them, um, mm. by the way. But other than that, I'm, I'm struggling, and it shouldn't be like that. No, Publishers, it should be a partnership. You know, You're trying to make a cool game that, We'll make them money as well. That's the idea. Everybody can benefit. Yeah, I mean, I like. I mean, I think. I mean, I'm obviously I'm a bit biased here because it's my game, but ultimately the people that have played it have given it really good reviews. It wouldn't get ninety five percent positive if it wasn't something there, you know. And um, and I think just given the the marketing and the push that it needed, I think it would have been a success. Like, I mean, it already is a success to me. But I think it would have been a success to a publisher having if they'd have given it the backing that it needed. Um, however, I don't want to talk too badly publishers because I don't really know too much about it. So I tried, as I say, with Click Team, um, who told me about the IP issue. Recently, I spoke to to Click Team again, who put my uh, trailer on their YouTube channel and things like that, and I've been mm-hmm. chatting a little bit with them. Um, and I'm meant to be obviously talking to them possibly about the idea of Switch, maybe, but we don't really know yet. Um, again, got to finish it first anyway. Um, and then the other the other um, company I approached was Green Green Man Gaming, I think. 
Green Man Gaming, I think, might be the name of them. Uh, or Green Man. Well, that's the website that's. I know they sell. They sell keys, don't they? They Green do Man that Gaming. too. I've bought yeah. stuff from them before. Um, but I think that, I didn't realise they were publishing. Yeah, you see, the I'm pretty sure it's Green Man Gaming or something like that. Definitely green in the name, anyway. But and um, <laughs> yeah, I contacted them, and, and yeah, they responded saying kind of a similar thing, like we're not interested at the moment. Also, this is possibly IP infringement. Yada yada. So at that point, I was just like, Do you know what, it's all right. Let's just do it off my own back. And I've got to be honest, considering it's been a bit of a messed up launch, I mean, a bit is an understatement. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I had, what, 256 wish lists when I released? It was terrible. Um, but considering it's it's holding its own, the wish lists are building, we're coming up to 700. The sales oh, are nice, building, nice jump. you know, I'm getting paid. Um, so, Ooh. yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I, I genuinely think, you know, it's making making strides, which I think it deserves yeah, to, because, because people is, like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's it's a really so. First of all, if you are a, if you are a publisher and you want to either come and talk to James or myself or you you know you want to explain the publishing world a bit more, please con- get in contact with me because I would love to ask even more awkward questions. So please get in contact and for me alien scumbags very okay i know you've got like you said about the ip infringement because there are aliens in it and there are some funny characters uh so so like my character i'm playing if you're watching the live stream now my character oh, is oh, the flasher oh right yes <laughs> uh, and uh, and it is a uh, a man in a little red suit with no trousers on nice um so there you go you can use your imaginations uh very funny it's a very funny little joke um but again how much of a problem is that with ip i don't know uh no um, so at the, so basically it comes under the, the, the parody clause um because you're not copying it you're parodying it um the issue okay. i had with ip and it wasn't nothing nothing ever official it was just people's concerns over ip um, and that was when there was xenomorphs in it and things like that. And it was an actual okay. alien fan game. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's now become part, you know, it's its own thing, you know, and, and, and the references came yeah. with that. So that was the only real issue. Um, but now I don't feel like there's any issues regards to IP at all, because you're going to have things that look the same. I mean, you only have to look at some racing games where they blatantly just rip off the exact model of a car and then just stick no badge on it or a different badge completely, don't you? Exactly. So. Of course. Well, it's like it's like the old, the old, the old uh, international superstar soccer. Do you remember those yeah. series of games? Oh, yeah, with a and, and they couldn't. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't have. Like, I'm I'm a Liverpool fan, so don't don't untune. But um, <laughs> if you, um, so I always wanted to play as Liverpool, and I loaded it up. I was like, right, Liverpool. Where are they? I'm like, Merseyside Red. Oh, guess that's them then. <laughs> <laughs> you got to listen to their names though, that they came out with, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it, it was brilliant. But this, but your game is as I was trying to make the point. It's very, very marketable because the visuals are fantastic. I appreciate that. Clips, it's it's going to be it's going to be brilliant for clips. Um, it stands out. It only looks again. I always say this: your game only looks like your game. Yes, I, I like. It doesn't so. look like. Yeah, exactly. If if I saw a screenshot of this, <laughs> I would be able to tell which game this was instantly. If you show me twenty space space themed games. There's no way I'd be, well, 
guy who's got no trousers on saying he's a scumbag. Of course it is. <laughs> you know, but that's the yeah, point. Yeah. And, and that's why. So it's very, very publisher-friendly in that sense. Uh, you're not trying to force content out because it looks great, it plays great. And like I said, the reviews are great. Yeah, no, no, well, I doubt they are, you know. I mean, I, I think one of the... Um, yeah, I mean, I think one of the the main things is that the I'm, I'm really happy with things like the references and things like that, you know? I mean, mm. and I think that becomes almost something that people like hunting down the references like i've not counted them to be honest i'm just kind of doing them on the fly <laughs> it's in- like, actually yeah it's interesting because i've probably missed loads i bet i've missed absolutely tons there's and probably some that i don't even I know mean, about that you're telling me about you know? <laughs> <laughs> accidental references exactly i've had that before uh, but people, yeah, it's a good point you know people have said oh yeah I'm, I'm this and i'm like no but i'll go with it I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally intended. Exactly. Um, in fact, I, I think um, we haven't done this. Have we, have we covered this on the indie booth? I've, I've lost track where I've covered your game now. Nah, if not, Paul, I think Paul would love the uh, the references. He'd be able to get way more than I would. Cause no, no. So the actual, funnily enough, though, the first time we did the indie booth, right, which was kind of when you was testing things, yeah. that was because someone yeah. didn't end up turning up. And I was, you sort of like called on uh, me at last minute. And then the second time, yes. just so happened that Paul wasn't there. And so it was just, oh, you okay. wouldn't. So. Okay. So oh, we'll, have, we'll have to do that. We'll have to get Paul to play this because I think he'd really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so let's just, so we, we do have a question in the chat. Yes. Um, again, I'm trying not to reference chat too much just because. I tried to respond to the reasons. questions in the chat, but I don't want to like not look like I'm paying any attention. You know? <laughs> I don't want yeah, no. in front of my face. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay. So Ace of Spades said that they do. So this is talking about our, our scheduling earlier. Yes. Uh, they try to stay on a specific schedule to give themselves deadlines, which I think is a sensible idea. Oh, without a doubt. Because. Yeah. Again, I would if I had the choice, I would just sit here. Or if I had no responsibilities, uh, no children, or a job, yeah. then I would just be sat at this desk, creating content, playing games without even pulling the blind in front of me. So, I the, my work schedule forces me to break. So I think that's a good idea, definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And then Jenny Galaxy says, "Do you form a company before releasing the game?" Okay, so I know you've replied in chat, but what is your what? How have you done that in audio terms? Uh, no, no, I haven't, um, because you don't need to until you hit a thousand. Uh, until you hit a thousand pounds, you don't have to legally set up a company Rev- straight away. Revenue or or profit? Um, revenue. No, I'm not hit that yet. Okay, nearly. <laughs> um, so it was kind of one of those things where I put the game under under my name um, instead, so I'm like a, 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 the sole developer sort of thing instead. Um, and okay. then once it ends enough, and that's when we have to become limited, which to be fair looks like it's going to be relatively soon. Um, so that's scary, uh, <laughs> especially when you when you feel fill the form in uh, for the official uh, or the, the suits. Yeah, that's uh, Monster Finger Monster Finger Games Limited. I'm interested what, what the hell's going on over there. <laughs> it's going to be a weird time, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty dreading it to be honest. I don't like the idea of you know all the legal legalities of it all. But tax uh, returns. Yeah, it's one of the things in it. Nothing I can do. So, that's cool. Yeah. No. Okay. That's cool. All right. Okay. So we've done. Probably we've done. Um, okay. So 
I was going to ask you about your launch, but we've covered that already. Um, but the other thing I wanted to touch on is, I think I was talking to you in one of the live streams before and you were having to type your answers, so yes. now you can chat. <laughs> it's about after your game has launched. Yeah. Like, is there a bit of a, I don't want to say like a um, a loss of, not enthusiasm, but does it feel like a climax that you've released? It's like, <laughs> um, and then you've gone, what next? What do I do now? What am I supposed to do with myself? How How do you know how long to keep working on the game? How do you know when you should start your next game? Mm. Have you even thought about that stuff? Uh, so with this one, because it's not finished yet, um, it's nearly finished, but it's not quite there yet. Um, as I say, officially, it should have been in early access at this present moment. But um, from past experience, I can tell you that certainly it's a weird feeling because when you've released the game, it's kind of like, <laughs> it sounds really over the top, right? but it's kind of like, that's your baby, right? And then your baby's gone off and left, right? <laughs> and, and then you're kind of a bit empty inside because you're like, hmm, oh. <laughs> what do I do now? And you kind of just like almost like twiddling your thumbs. It's like there's a piece missing, you know? Um, and especially it's going to be that way for Elite Scumbags. It's been three and a half years of my life um, being working on this. Wow, yeah. You know? Um, so that's going to be an experience. Um, but um, but yeah, so I think that, that that's how I feel personally when it happens a bit of an anticlimax so you get like this really oh my god i'm gonna release it and then you do and then you kind of like hmm. <laughs> you just don't want to do it yourself oh. <laughs> and then you're kind of desperate to then do something else you know so i i would like to jump back on as soon as i can because the idea of not doing it feels a bit weird to me i've just kind of been doing it forever what is the next steps for you what is the next plan do you plan on making a completely different game or, or I suppose it's never going to be quite fully finished, is it? Because you're you're going to start thinking about, like you said, about the Switch port, which I think it looked great on the Switch, by the way. Um, Switch port. Uh, well, how? Where is it available now? It's Steam. Steam. Um, I mean, PC in general. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that its That's main it, platform? Yeah. So yeah, so Steam, Game Jolt, Itch.io. So it seems that that Switch would be the next natural one for it. Yes. That would make sense. Yes. But also, there's another option. However, uh -oh. obviously, we're not at a point of MDA, so I don't have a problem mentioning it because I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. <laughs> um, but it's very early days anyway, and obviously, it has to be finished right. before we can even discuss that fully. Yeah. Um, but there has been some discussions with Evercade. Oh yeah. And obviously, to have it on a cartridge for that would be amazing. I think the idea is because that would be awesome. yeah. I mean, I think for the because of the size, um, it would likely be like a twin pack or something similar to that instead, in the same way as I did um, Xeno Crisis and uh, okay, yeah. I'm hoping that that, that would be very cool. It yeah, would be and, having boxed artwork. Oh, exactly. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, as I say, it's early days because I need to finish it first. There's also some behind the scenes sort of things that they need to do in regards to who would be able to port what i've got over um and whether or not that's something that they're happy to do or not so but what they did say to me is we like it we've played it we're interested and that's as far as we've gotten Very so cool. far so yeah that's as that's as good as you can get at the moment <laughs> so what was what were they like again you can be honest here what were they like to deal with in contacting and communications were, were they were they good to deal with oh yeah okay. really friendly yeah great 
you know, I mean, I've, I've liked Evercade right from the beginning. Obviously, I bought an Evercade um, myself as well when it first came out. And um, I just spoke to them on Discord and they were really friendly. Um, someone contacted me because a few people on Twitter um, had been sort of saying, you know, we'd like this on Evercade. And I'm like, me too. <laughs> and um, and so then I started putting it into the, into the Discord and saying... Yeah, I'd like this on Evercade. If only I could get it on Evercade. Just sort of just pushing it. <laughs> and it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be good. And then lodging your way exactly. in. Exactly. Yeah. And um, and then, yeah, I had a chat with somebody and they said, can you please send me a key for the game? So I did. They played it. They said, we would be interested. And then it's kind of, that's the sort of situation right at the moment. So there's a place for it, in essence, if all goes well. So that's good. That's very cool. That's very good. Yeah. Yeah. I just like to shout them out if they, you know, if they've done something good, then oh, it's fair enough to shout them out. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, really nice there, guys. We've got just a couple of more bits, just a couple more bits for you. Um, do I actually have, do I have any more? That is it. That's the end of my notes. Oh, so, no, no, okay. no, okay. You are on the now, leaderboard, yeah? I know oh, you are, actually. That's it. You now. need to get higher. You need to get higher on the leaderboard. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm on the leaderboard. Don't you worry. I've not been sending any, any high scores in this run, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so what you are doing really well, from my experience, is you are so active on social media. You are everywhere. Yes, if there's a thread <laughs> about a game, about a platform, whatever, I see the little Monster Finger games little, little pop up, I see them there, little comments, and that's really important. Yeah. How have you found, because I put a tweet out the other day saying that if I was a developer... And I'm no chance in a million years going to be. Okay. <laughs> my my first hire honestly would be some sort of community social media manager. That would be my first port of call if I was a developer. Get your community sorted because yeah. the technical stuff. If you're if you're developing a game, you're obviously technical anyway, naturally, um, or you've learned learned how to be technical. It's very hard to teach someone to be good with people a good communicator that is very that is again a very natural skill to have yeah. so if you are struggling with that social side of it then i honestly would say a community manager would be my first port of call even if it's just for a few hours a week just so they're interacting with people and you don't have to feel like you're hate you're hating it doing it going oh god where's better go on that twitter malarkey and, and post one gif <laughs> you know that comes across you know what i mean but obviously you are you've been very good at being really active and mm. just you know replying to people again you always join my streams you always show me support you know you tag people you're just you're just active i mean that's the point yeah you don't have to be spamming your link everywhere you just have to be talking to people which is, i think is something that a lot of people struggle with just because it's a whole new skill set to learn oh and it is it is um i mean i come from like a customer service background from work side of things and then sales as well so kind of got the gift of the gab in that regard just because i'm genuinely chatty anyway <laughs> but at the same time yeah. i'm also uh, i've got anxiety as well so the talking face to face that thing doesn't ever really tend to work out as much for me i find that quite <laughs> difficult talking on the phone or talking online for example is fine because you know it's not a face-to-face -face issue so it's okay um right. so but I, I think at the same time it was kind of more it's not necessarily because I've got any skills in marketing. It's just kind of because I jump in and just push as hard as possible. I distinctly remember, and I can't remember who it was, 
Um, but I distinctly remember someone getting in contact regards to um, advertising my game across to YouTubers and all that kind of stuff. And I looked at the price mm-hmm. list and things like that, and I had a chat with them. And I basically said, look, you know, I haven't got the budget for you. You know, this isn't going to work. Um, and I distinctly remember the response coming back from it saying, well, um, if you want to do this, then you'd have to do all of this off your own back if you don't want to pay to get the kind of results we give you. So in my head, I thought, all right, I will. So I was like, I ain't got the money to spend on this, I'm afraid. So I will do it all yeah. myself and I yeah. will prove that you can do it by yourself. And, and I think I am. So. But, again, <laughs> but again, but but that company, whoever that was, I mean, it's just, it goes down to like I was saying about the publishers earlier. They had the perfect opportunity to say, no problems, we understand. Yeah. Here, here's some, we've got some little free tips, like a sheet here for you. If you just want to take a look at that little sheet there, might give you some ideas on how you can promote your game for free. If you do get to a point where you can afford it and you want to try us, please get in contact with us and we'll see if we can help you out and find something. And then you would have been like, that's amazing. Thank you so much. You are definitely the people I'm coming to next. Yeah. And it would have cost them no more effort than just going, well, good luck, mate. Exactly. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And and like I said, I hope I hope their business is failing because if that's the attitude they've got, then I don't. I hope people aren't using them. Yeah, it's no, weird. Exactly. People are people are weird. It is unfortunate, but I think give me the draft to just say, you know, what I'll do it myself. And the thing is, is now that the game is starting to make money, I might have actually been in a position to sort of say, all right, well, you know, I'm happy to talk well, exactly. about stuff now, you know. But yeah, it's one of them things. But I've kind of gotten into my stride for a bit now, so it's all right. It's fun, isn't it? I'm dying. I'm dying. Hang on. I'm dying. You're dying. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm surprised. You're back. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some developer put green sludge that I was dying in. What a, what a swine. <laughs> um, where is the best place people can find you? How wh- Do you have a main source of social media that, that, that is best to connect with? Uh, yeah, I would say definitely Twitter, wouldn't it? You know, I mean, I, I literally live like yeah. on Twitter. Um, I looked at how many <laughs> tweets I've put on Twitter, by the way. Right. And we're talking over 21,000. 21,000. Oh, yeah. 21, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. Hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the but, the exact uh, the exact amount right now for just extra excitement. Right. Hang on. Twenty one point four thousand. Wow. And how long? <laughs> well, officially I've been doing it since two thousand thirteen, officially. But as far as games are concerned, not for not as long as that. So Monster Finger Games has been around since two thousand thirteen, but as I say, I even really started networking properly with people. About a couple of years ago, something like that. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay. So before before we sort of before we put you end this, do you have? Is there anything that you think developers or new developers should know? Is there something that they should really look at that most people forget about, or or something that you forgot about that you think that they should definitely look at before they they dive in or before they leave it too late? Okay. Yeah. So I mean, firstly, don't think about making the game. Just start making the game. I think it's probably a really important thing to say. Because you can plan and plan and plan and plan until the cows come home, but until you're going to actually get on that laptop and start your job and start making what's in your head, you ain't going to ever get there. Um, I think also I would probably say finish a game. Like, I don't know, I don't really take my own advice here, but 
<laughs> um, start hey, do some small do as I say, not as I do. exactly yeah do some small things like scope's a big deal um, and I'm terrible for it but definitely make lots of small games because releasing a game teaches you a lot um, uh, and as I say uh, the other thing um, the, the way I look at game development so that you don't burn out is to imagine it as a cake if you if you eat a bit of cake right every day you're fine, right? Like this, you're going yeah. to be fine, um, and then eventually the cake's gone, yeah. right? But if you <laughs> if you're like, oh, I like that cake, I'll eat it all in one go, you'll be sick, and then you'll be like, I don't want cake anymore. There you go. Development <laughs> in a nutshell: eat mini cakes, cake, eat lots eat of mini, mini yeah, bite-sized cakes, exactly, yeah. yeah. Buy the box with the bite-sized pieces in rather than the whole thing. I like <laughs> lots it. of mini bits of cake, and you'll be fine. <laughs> Well, I'm not sure how you've linked cake into development, but well done. Yeah, well done. <laughs> and is there anything we haven't covered that you'd like to go over? Uh, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, with everything so far, yeah. So like I said, every time I play this game, you seem to have added loads of new stuff all the time. Yeah, um, it is changing a fair bit. As I say, it's, it's pretty much early access, so there's lots of little, little extra bits coming in, like um, the box pushing was quite a new thing um, in the, in the yeah. last... Uh, thing um, and what I did is then alter the levels to fit to the box pushing idea so there's certain bits oh, where okay. you will be able to get up without using the boxes so you know just right. to add a little bit more strategy to it I guess but wish you'd told me that before I shotgun them all indeed <laughs> I've seen that on <laughs> on, uh, on stream as well people as well <laughs> they literally walk up to where the sign is about pushing boxes and just shoot the boxes and like, lovely <laughs> Yeah. That's that then. I, I just shoot the <laughs> shoot the sign, shoot the boxes. Yeah. What we're doing here, uh, but 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 that's one thing we haven't mentioned is the fact that nearly everything is destructible. Yeah, you can shoot everything in this game, and the fact like the section I'm on here, I'm in a bathroom scene, and there's a huge mirror, and even the reflection looks gorgeous. It does <laughs> such a good job. Like, the lighting is oh my oh my god, what how does that? Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it's so good. I really, really recommend everybody jumps online because there, is there a demo available now? Yeah, yeah. Put a free demo or, out or, on, uh, on Steam. Um, uh, I think it's on Itch as well and Game Jolt. Although I would suggest if you're going to get it on anywhere, Steam is the best one because of the fact that it's got online leaderboards via Steam and also the achievements as well. Uh, Otherwise, okay. it's all local, you see. So. It's up to. It depends, obviously, how much people care about that. Mm. I guess. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I mean, just before again, like I see you saying before we end, but the platform choice about where you're publishing it to. Yes. Um. Obviously, itch. How did you find it? Because I've been, I've been sort of discovering itch. I've done a few videos recently on itch, and there's so many games on itch. There is. Um, like there's like over four hundred thousand games on itch. Mm. It's Which crazy, is just isn't incredible. It? How did you decide on where to release it to? Obviously, you've got Steam. Um, what about Epic? Have you looked at Epic? So I did very, very early on, um, and they basically said we're not looking for anything new right now, but um, sort of, you know, sort of like a we'll call you, don't call us sort of situation. So I was left at that. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting with Epic because again, because they've just added last week the itch. Um, app into their app store. Oh, did, wow. did you see that? No. Well, that's the. So if, if you go onto so. the epic, 
Oh, if you go onto the Epic Game Store now mm. and search for Itch, then it, it lists their app, the Itch app now, so you can install it from the... I know it's weird. You're installing a, a, a game platform from another game platform. It's like inception yeah, that's a bit um, i don't know why you would do again i don't know why you would do that it makes no sense because no. all it does is download download the installer and it installs the same one that you can download from the website onto your pc but the point is people who aren't aware of itch are going to be discovering it through the epic store now i think that is the the important point and epic have said that they are not taking a cut of any of the sales or anything Oh, okay. They are literally just listing the app now, which is interesting. That is interesting. Um, so whether that, has cha- whether that has changed their attitude towards indie games now, whether they are looking, thinking, hang on, we need to be taking taking a, a look at some of these now. So it might be worth having another little message to them because, uh, again, they only they only charge 12%, don't they? I don't know. As I said, I didn't get involved in it enough yeah. because I... You know, there was, I think it was just like before they'd launched official or something like that. And they were sort of saying, if you want to okay. come on board, register your interest or whatever. And I did. And then they're just kind of like that, as I can. Um, so <laughs> but I was Fine. I was told that I should try um, uh, GOG as well. But again, I've not yeah. looked at them just yet. But it's, as I say, it's all well, they are. Them. Well, they are, like I said, Epic are the, the outliers here. So they charge, they take 12% of any profits uh whereas all steam gog um they all take 30 percent, don't they yeah and and to be honest gog i was surprised that gog takes 30 percent. i was almost not annoyed but i was a little bit disappointed that they take 30 percent as well because they do a great job and they curate all of their games they hand pick the games that they want to appear you know, properly hand pick them it's not algorithmed they actually go through and see does this fit our platform is it something we think will sell well or do well so they do a lot of work there um, and they really do push the indie scene Mm. i was just slightly uh, slightly disappointed that they weren't charging maybe 20 percent just as a little i mean i don't know it's a lot of isn't it i mean it's it's quite a lot of money um to to take away i mean i i i think other than steam just being a platform with my game on it I don't think they've done anything else for me to to take that thirty percent no. at all. You, <laughs> no, you're you're paying because they're because they're Steam and they have the most people. Yeah, they can they shouldn't be able to, but they can get away with charging thirty oh, yeah. percent because they can say yeah, but everyone everyone's got Steam, so you yeah. pay thirty percent. But the other platforms, I'm surprised they're not going well. Like like Epic have done. Okay, we'll charge you twelve percent. Yeah. Oh oh okay, uh, and then leave Steam on their own up here with thirty. And everyone else is undercutting. Now, I know you can't always compete on price, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just saying I was just disappointed in GOG. So it'd be interesting to have um a company that's that's hand you know, hand picking games I suppose at least if they hand pick you, they're more interested in speaking to you. Where uh, I feel yeah. I feel like Steam are not overly great. I mean I think if you've got no. tons and tons of downloads already They'll probably help you get tons and tons more, but if you haven't, they ain't going to help you, not at all. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to show <laughs> them the numbers before they show you the numbers. Exactly. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I spoke to them. Um, well, firstly, I spoke to them about putting my game back in early access, to which they said, "Nope, can't do that." Oh no! Yeah, this really? is because I know. Uh, it was like it's been out too long, and I think it was like too 
uh, was it two months after, maybe three months after, where I kept sort of thinking I should really, I should really put this back in early access, but I don't think I'm allowed to. And eventually, someone was like, "You should just try it." I was like, okay, so I did, and then that was when they said no. I was like, okay. so then I left that, and then, and I was just kind of trying to to see if they could help me out, basically, like because I have a game that has been reviewed well, so therefore, surely it's something that might be good for people to see more, you know, and um, and. I said, well, you know, about the Steam. Do you know, like, when they do one-day sales or whatever it is? What's it called on Steam when they do that? They have a special name, don't they? But basically, they they have, like, where they pick one game and they make it on sale for just one day where they basically say, like, you should check this out. And um, and I, yeah. I said that, sent them a message about that, and uh, they responded and went, yeah, no, again. <laughs> <laughs> they was like, wow. we'd only be theme here. yeah, I know, right? Um, they'd be like, we we'd only look at people that have at least five thousand wish lists, and we need at least this many sales before you would be considered for anything like that. Right. And I'm like, well, how do you get to that point without assistance getting to the point? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's complicated. It, it's it's the uh, never ending issue for indies you know yeah, that is the problem it's, it's exposure it, exposure is the is the problem and it's the same for everybody uh, yeah unfortunately yeah no definitely and that's pretty much why i just get off my own back and do it all really because I, if i just keep pushing my name to everyone even if they don't like it at least they'll know it exists <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah you you definitely can't say that you're not trying you are, you are, yeah. you're definitely trying. You're doing a good job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you're doing a you're doing a great job. I, you know, your game's fantastic. Um, you, you're doing everything you should be doing, as far as I can see. Yeah. Um, like coming on podcasts. There you go. What, um, what success? I do. I love podcasts. <laughs> I've been on a few now, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. I've got a microphone. I need yes. to use it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you do. Yeah. You got to get your your uh, your big dollars worth. No, exactly. <laughs> Um, no, so we cool. had a couple of messages in chat while I was while I was gone. Did, yeah. did we miss anything that we need to discover? Uh, so so I was asking about. I so see you're a dev in early access. Oh, oh, are we talking about publishing? You're asking about publishing. Okay, so because that's interesting that you're in early access, and see when should that publisher question come up as well? That's an interesting one, isn't it? When should you start thinking? It's a weird one about that, isn't contacting it? publishers because I because, like that you have to have yeah. something for them to play. Before they will decide whether yeah, or not they've got they to see something. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's confusing on that. Um, and and again, but are, do different publishers um, work differently? I assume they do. I assume some were happy to talk to you no matter what. Like I said, I mean, like again, Top Hat Studios. When I spoke to them last time, they said that they'll happy answer any questions. If if anyone contacts them, they'll answer any questions that, that people have got and help them out, which is really cool. That is cool. I just think sometimes, sometimes. It, Publishers seem like they're in a different like world that no one can contact them more. You know I mean, it's almost like a little bit of a people are scared of publishers. Yeah, I think because there's all um, those horror stories out there, though, isn't there? There's horror stories where people have kind of almost been like scammed out of things or and all sorts of things like that. Yeah. And I wasn't necessarily so worried about that um, because you know I was obviously going to tread very carefully. Um, but my main thing is, I think publishers can be a really great service. I mean, if they've got all those contacts that you could be getting involved in, 
you know. So and that's the key, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And they've got the money for marketing, albeit they aren't allowed to market on Facebook anyway because my name's too naughty, so they won't be able to get on. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely, that's what happened. <laughs> before wow. before it released, I asked. I, I actually signed up and everything like that, and I was paying for advertising through Facebook. And Facebook rejected me and told me my name was uh, my title had a profanity in it. So I was like, okay, no worries. Scumbags, no. scumbags, yeah, naughty. You can't say scumbags. How can't say scumbags. Yeah. Oh my god! I, like, I could understand yeah. if I'd called it something really bad, but you know, I mean, come on, yeah. it's called early scumbags. It's already yeah. particularly offensive. Is wow. It? <laughs> no, that is that is horrendous. But but again, that's an interesting thing to think about for for the future mm-hmm. projects. Do you do you go more conservative and think ah, i won't call it you know scumbags next time because i had issues with with uh like i said with advertising and people going mm, i don't know about the name um but then it almost makes you think oh screw you i want to call it that that's what i want to call it it depends how close how which way you want to go Does it, am i going to go against the system or uh i'll just go okay i'll just call it alien annoyance <laughs> um <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, That's a PG I, version. I don't know, you know. I mean, I think because it wasn't necessarily like I, don't, I think certain people who have reviewed it not maybe not particularly understood. Like uh, I think one um, one YouTuber that re- that tried it and they literally called their um, the YouTube video something like "pussy for a difficulty" and just no. Something like that. It was called that. That was that was their title for their video, and I was like, I was like, wow. And I literally, I watched the video, and it basically said that I was trying to be really edgy and like, like really over the top edgy. And I'm like, no, you're missing, you're missing the joke. The joke is the edgy yeah. silliness because it's like the old '90s stuff. Like, it's not meant to be taken seriously. You know, it's meant to be a no. comical jab at this kind of macho-ness. And, and that's all it was, you know. So I think the people that think it's edgy are missing the point because it's not edgy. It's it's comedic because it's taking yeah. a big out of that, isn't it? Um, but but then you know. in, in in the other sense, the good, the good thing about that is that your game is targeted towards people. It, it has a target audience of people who like that style. If you took all that stuff out, it would just be a pixel art shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would. It would be and the same. Loads, there's loads of them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No. But exactly. So that's the reason why yeah. censorship got added <laughs> was was because he'd mentioned that, and I and I'm not one to just start, you know, shouting on about it, saying, "How dare you call my game that?" and getting all arsy about it. There's no need for that, you know. So, so I literally no. just responded to him and was like, "Let's have a chat." So I, I heard what he got to say. And I was like, all right, fair enough. Put it to a poll. Said, is this offensive? Put up a picture <laughs> of it saying pussy on it. And more people thought it was offensive than didn't think it was offensive. Only just mine. Um, so I was like, all right. Did they? Yeah, yeah, genuinely. Um, so I thought, you know what? I'm cool with that. If you, if that's genuinely what you need to, to make you feel more comfortable, I'm not here to make you feel offended. Um, and I'm all about accessibility as well. I mean, my kids play my game, so they didn't mind. <laughs> and, um, 
So I the the reason why the, and, and some people have said the censorship kind of like oh you know sort of almost like selling out in it you know and I'm like well no not really because the the warning screen is yeah. done as a piss take from nineties games like Thrill Kill and things like that where it'd give you that mm-hmm. sort of silly warning where it's like can you handle this and it's like you have to say yes or no so it's kind of poking <laughs> fun at doing that by adding the censorship in because yeah the censorship now yeah. but even like the fact that when he swears it beeps out and stuff like that and that things like the boobs are covered <laughs> over pixel boobs of all things are covered over by black, black <laughs> yellow <Yeah>. tape <laughs> pixel boobs yeah and it, that is if that's if that's not a punk band, then I'm disappointed. I know, right? <laughs> and so, it, yeah, so basically I used, I, I did the censorship one to sort of say, hey, if that's the kind of game you want to play, go for it. No problem at all. Um, but at the same time, also to be able to poke fun at the idea around censorship anyway, because it's all a bit silly in it, really. I mean, to get, it, to get offended top, yeah. by 8-bit pixel boobs or the fact that someone's calling you a pussy because you're using a difficulty level, that's too easy. Yeah, really. <laughs> in this day and age, it's not worth getting I'm worried on, about. I'm on. I'm on that setting. Yeah, I, I'm on that setting. It's fine. It's, fine. <laughs> it's nothing to be ashamed of. Okay. Um, yeah. But the thing he is, says, he says on the death screen. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's um. It's not even called pussy. Obviously, as you've probably seen already on the censored version, it's just called I'm fragile. <laughs> oh. I don't know what version I'm playing. I'm pretty sure it had. I'm pretty sure this was the pussy version. Yeah, if it's censored. I thought I... if it's censored, so it's got the beeps and stuff like that in it, then uh, the difficulty level changes itself over to uh, I'm fragile. I'm fragile, and it just says "ouch" when you press <laughs> it instead. Um, I thought of everything. <laughs> but yeah, but when you were making it, you didn't think you were going to be having those problems. It wasn't a concern you were. You were, which is amazing. It was just just developed isn't it that's just something that you've learned exactly. for next time exactly i mean i've had one problem in the past with censorship and it was hilarious actually i'm pretty sure i've saved the picture somewhere because it was just so funny um i made a game called super renegade response um this was obviously in our early days of making games when it was the uu and stuff like that so i feel like i'm at a point where i'd love to sort of go back to it and make it with all of the expertise and the experience I've had now. Um, mm-hmm. Because I feel like it could be so much better. But anyway, needless to say, um, it was a bit like a Spy Hunter style game. But the idea was that you still had an accelerator and brick. Instead of just going up and down the screen, like Spy Hunter would, you actually used to accelerate and then the screen would scroll faster as you accelerated. Then if you break, the screen would slow down. So it felt okay. a bit... I kind of tried to make it feel more like an actual driving thing as opposed to just a shooting thing. <laughs> um, so it was an interesting sort of mashup. But anyway, um, the on that we had, because it was very much about taking the mic out of the 80s and stuff like that with Rubik's Cubes and all sorts of things like that, driving a Porsche and all that. Nice. So, and then in the background, there was obviously like sunbathers in there, right? And I'm sure you can tell where this is headed. Um so they're only tiny pixelated sunbathing women right and they had their boobs out right from the beginning so the very first time it was it was qa tested by you they had their boobs out no one noticed no one cared i just thought well what's it matter (laughs) yeah it it literally 
a tiny red dot in the middle of a bit of peach. It's nothing major, right? So, and then randomly, just when I put one of the updates out, it got rejected by QA. And there was a picture where they'd zoomed into the boobs. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, it was amazing. They'd zoomed right into the boobs and they'd put over the top (laughs) of it the reasons why it wasn't allowed. And, And I was like, this is golden. I mean, they've literally zoomed in to see 8-bit pixel boobs and telling me the reason why I'm not allowed to have pixel boobs in my game. So I put a big sense sign over the top of them just to take the mic and then re-released it. Just Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, I literally literally wrote the word censored and then just slapped it over the top just for a laugh. Amazing. Um, And then called it the too hot for Ouya version or something like that. It was... (laughs) Just to take the Mickey further out of it. <laughs> because it was just like, really? Have we got this far? Like, where it becomes this much of an issue? You know? <laughs> That's insane. Crazy. So, I mean, I'm imagining, I'm imagining their uh, their partner coming into the room when they've got your game up and they're zooming in. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, I found, like, uh, Dave, what are you doing? <laughs> A little bit weird. <laughs> Nothing. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm censoring this. What are, you, <laughs> what are you zoomed in so much? <laughs> this is so weird. It was it was hilarious though. Love like it. me and Stu was just like pissing ourselves laughing because it was mm. so funny. It was just like, what is this all about? We've actually been rejected because of this. <laughs> well, this is giving you a good story and a laugh, so yeah. you can take that. Indeed. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Well, I think that is all the questions I had, and plus many more. Yeah, um, it's all good. So I, I really appreciate you coming to chat to me, and again, I, thank you for all the support that you've given. It's been. Um, it's great getting to know you, and I'm looking forward to, uh, well, whatever the hell you're going to be making next. I can't wait. Yeah. Do, do you have an idea what you want to make next? Do you know what? I, yes. So, yes, and also lots of little mini projects too. So, um, my idea is I quite like to do some more of these little mini one-day things, something like that, just to see what I can come up with, or a one-week thing, see what I can manage out of a one-week thing. Um, I'd really like to do a top-down racing game. But officially, mm-hmm. the next big project, um, not as big as this one though, um, will be Funking Delicious. But at the moment, it's very, very early days. So there's not much I can say about it, really. Other than okay. the ideas we're throwing around at the moment <clears throat> is a cross between Geometry Dash and Super Meat Boy. Kind of a bit like that. So pre- oh, okay. wow. precision-based platforming, um, mm-hmm. but also with the sort of the cube rolling along kind of thing going on too. Nice, nice. I did actually make, you probably see it on the YouTube videos, if you look through all of them, there's a lot. Um, and there was an old game called Cuboid that I started making a new year before it ended up their server shutting. And um, <clears throat> um, I always thought it was quite a cool idea because... You, it was basically like a geometry dash idea, but slightly different because you could you could roll as normal, but also you could hang to the undersides of platforms. So you could jump up with a platform above you, hold the jump button down, and it would auto roll across the top of that. So it's like anti gravity. Oh, so it gave you nice. these other cool ideas and how to you know you could yeah. change where you are in the level and stuff like that by jumping on different bits. Um, and so I, you know, I said to Stu, I said, "Look, would you be interested in pushing the idea you've got 
to a bit more like this idea with your idea as well of the precision platforming. So I think that's maybe what we're looking to go down the route of. So, but yeah, plus okay. with a big dose cool. of funk, hence the name. Some, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to put something in there. And because you've just, I saw that you created a game for your daughter yeah. that I played the other day on stream. Um, and that was really good. Again, <laughs> it started off all nicey nice. It started off like, oh, yeah, this is quite cute. And then it got hard as hell and I started shouting at it. Yes. Um, <laughs> There's a few balancing issues there. Again, <laughs> but again, but it was a, again, I'm not trying to und- undervalue your, uh, your game here. It was a very simple game. Oh, yeah. It was just it was. It was, a cat. It was done in picture of a, about four picture hours. Of a cat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was an image of a cat, a pixel art image. It looks lovely. And then he had you had a paw that you could move left and right. And what was popping out of his head? Uh, uh, marshmallows. Yeah, it was marshmallows. It cup. was marshmallows coming out of uh, hot chocolate, and then you had to grab them with your paw, but not the hot ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You had to avoid the hot ones. Yeah, yeah. simple as that. It's simple as that. It was good fun. Yeah, it's it's quite. Because at first you think, well, this is it's easy, but it was a good fun. But again, that that's, that shows you that you don't have to create some multi-level, twenty-hour campaign game. If you can just create that game, what was it called? Sorry, what, what was the game called? Cat Mallow. Sorry, say that again. It just cut out. <laughs> Sorry, Cat Mallow. Cat Mallow. Okay. Cat Mallow. So Cat Mallow, simple idea. Yeah. You're just catching bloody marshmallows with a cat paw. Sounds, you know, but the thing is, I played it and had fun for the, I played it for 10 minutes, but I had played it and had fun. You created the game, you released it, and it's out there. Yeah. And that process is just, it's important to do that. I think that's really important to do that. It is important um, to do that, definitely. And I don't think I've done enough of that. Um, I would have liked, I, I think in hindsight, I would have liked to have done a few more of these smaller games during this three and a half year period. To just keep mm. my hand in and making new bits and yeah. new ideas, um, but yeah, that's what I'd like to do is do a few more sort of game jams and things like that, just to get some small ideas out there, as well as working on this new game too. Probably just as my own personal projects, just the little ones, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously sure the bigger ones officially with like Stew and, and obviously getting the music and things like that from there. Okay, well, so you are now. You saw that we that. I say, keep saying we. It's only, I only say we because, because when Paul joins me, I feel bad if I say I because he's <laughs> doing half the indie booth. Yeah. So uh, I actually he doesn't. I don't think Paul even knows. I actually announced that uh, we're going to be doing our own indie game X um, game jam. Indeed. I just thought, do you know what? We've got like in the Discord, we've got however many developers in the Discord, a good chunk of developers in the Discord, and everybody loves game jams. We're all in the same Discord. Let's just start a game jam. Let's just do one. Take suggestions from from you guys, and just see what happens. I just thought that'd be that'd be quite cool. I am really excited, and I so think I'm looking forward to your. It, it's exciting to because there's just something so cool about just someone just saying, "This is what you got to do. Think of something," and then you're like, "Ooh, yeah." Uh, and it's it's cool what you come up with. I mean, the idea, for example, Cat Mallow. The only I just thought on the day I was like, "It'd be cool to make a game in like." A, in an hour or two because I was watching I was always watching videos about like development stuff like that but also recently been watching a lot of videos about people that do game jams as well like where they just specialize in just doing a whole YouTube channel over just doing mini game jams all the time and um, 
Wow. And I was like, it's really cool that you're just thinking of all these really awesome ideas um, and you're sort of having to be pushed into doing things in such a tight time scale. Um, because he did like, this guy did, I think it was a 10 minute or one hour. No, no, a 10 minute, a 30 minute and a one hour game. And I was like, whoa, it's wow. amazing. And That's insane. So I came downstairs after finishing work and my daughter had drawn this um, on a canvas, had, had drawn basically that cup, which is in Cat Mallow, oh, yeah? with yeah. a little face on Amazing. it. Amazing. Uh, and these little mallows with, with faces on. And I was like, oh, that's adorable. And I was like, Bella, I'm making you a game. And it was literally that. And that was it. <laughs> and then I just got the laptop out. That's amazing. And started from there. I was like, got to have this cup in it. And I was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, because she likes cats. I like cats. So I was like, maybe it was a cat catching some marshmallows. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, brilliant. And then we just sort of went from there. Brilliant. And she was like, and I want, yeah, that's actually... it was it was great. You know, she was like, I want a multicolored one. I want some hot ones. And I was like, okay, cool. And that's where it came. That's really cool. But that's, that's really nice to know, actually, because yeah. um, again, my daughter, she's only three. So we're not there yet. She was playing Mario earlier, though. Oh, Amazing. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. The idea of the, of the game jam forcing you, forcing you to sort of decide is quite interesting because I think that creativeness can be a bit of a, a hurdle for people. They're going, oh, I just don't know what to make. I don't. We well, haven't got time to not know because you're making one. Yeah. So get on you with it. Got to do something. Yeah. Just got to be. It's got to be functional. It's all. It's got to be is functional. And some amazing um, ideas come but, from game jams. I mean, I think Celeste, if I remember rightly, was some like game jam or some very small Pico really? Eight project, wow. I believe. Um, yeah, okay. and obviously Alien Scumbags was a 48 hour game jam <laughs> three and a half years later yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the longest game jam so, so our game jam needs to be four years long exactly okay. yeah, yeah that's being about right for me uh, <laughs> 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 do you know the thing awesome. the thing that took so much time for um, with Alien Scumbags like apart from just general life um, was the fact that the game never had that lighting engine in it and i've learned about that lighting idea and how it works so basically oh, right. it's like you just have a separate layer in essence and then what you do um is you you put over that layer a big white block of of color what follows the whole screen around um, and then whatever you put in that layer subtracts so that white then becomes a black and then whatever you put in it Oh, then, right. so it's really weird because you'll put like I can't remember the exact thing here, but say for example you put a purple in, it'll actually turn out red. <laughs> so it's quite complicated when you're weird. working out the colours okay. because what it's doing is doing a subtraction for it for itself to a different colour. So, but that's how you can make it darker and stuff like that. It's just basically making it more white, but you don't see any of that because so how weird. it's made, yeah weird, right? But um, very weird. But I was so fascinated. That really adds a level of polish to the game. Oh yeah, it's my favorite thing by far. Yeah, it really adds. It's not just some generic sprites just walking through the level. You know, the fact that they have texture from the lighting going past them it really makes it feel more immersive. I know. Again, immersive within a pixel art game sounds weird, but you know what I mean. No, I know definitely, and a lot of people talk about the atmosphere in it because it is an atmospheric game and there was a lot of ideas taken from um from alien isolation which i was playing at the time when i started making it so hence the sort of hiding in lockers and things i was like i love that 
that's cool. And I also like that's the great. Fact that I was, that's a great mechanic. Yeah, it's brilliant. And I also like the fact that I was so scared when I was walking around with Alien Isolation, even when there wasn't anything there. And I, that's why like stuff. <laughs> it was just so scary. And so that's why I was like, oh, I'll put some screen shaking just for no reason. You're just walking around and there's bits of dust and then the screen shake and little screams in the background. That's like all of that, I think, yeah. makes it a really atmospheric game. It's kind of scary yeah. but funny at the same time. But I don't like the idea of calling it a comedy game because I haven't gone out and made jokes for it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, but it's a fun no. game. It doesn't take itself seriously. But I wouldn't like yeah, to definitely. call it a comedy game because I think that would kind of take away from no. what it actually is. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, a, it, it's a game with humour in it, isn't it? So yeah. That's all it is. It's not... Exactly. Like I say, because I say sometimes it sounds like you're devaluing it, saying it's a comedy game. Like, oh yeah, it's just a joke game. Yeah, but it isn't. It's a serious game. It's got a leaderboard and everything, so it must be serious. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> and and the thing is, it's it's like I like to think it's like pretty scary for eight bit pixels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> as far is. as yeah, yeah, uh, you've got lots of monsters. You know, what I mean, I, I like I like to think there's a lot of nods to a lot of horror films in there. You know, right from the get go, when the guy gets pulled into the vent and stuff like that, it's yeah. like all of that. I like to show my love for horror as much as possible in it, as well as obviously all the other references to game. Well, you've done a great job. I think it's brilliant. Thanks. Everybody should go and check it out. All the links again. They will, if you're listening to this audio, the links will be in the show notes. If you're watching on YouTube, this replay will be up. So I will comment. Don't know if I can add the description. Yes, I can. I'll I'll add in the description or as a comment. Links to all the games, uh, links to James's social media, mainly Twitter because he lives on it, as he said. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, check it out. The one thing that's okay. probably worth... Thank well, you, James. No, sorry, sorry. As I say, one thing that's yeah, yeah. probably okay, worth a mention um, for indie developers mm-hmm. as well is I'm actually building uh, a list of trustworthy Steam curators because that's such a big thing to me. Um been obviously releasing the first game on steam they give you 100 keys to send out um via steam curator direct and that's all you get um and sometimes you know i got one and i sent it out and i got a i got a review called i am batman it's like brilliant then i got another one yeah then i got another one saying probably trash and i'm like that's helpful yeah so stuff like that that's not helpful for indie developers yeah it might be a bit of fun but That's ultimately fine. if you look behind the fact that that guy's saying i am batman what he's actually saying is i'm taking your game for free and it's now mine you're getting nothing in return and you've only got 100 yeah. keys you know so so technically wow, it's okay. a joke but it's not actually that funny when you look at it do you know what i mean so no um, no so what i've started doing is i've been speaking to anyone that's covered my game and saying look would mm-hmm. you, do you want to come on board if you're a creator already obviously do you want to be on this list this is so that the community can see people who they can trust where they know that if you do accept to have a key sent your way via curator connect that they will take it and they will actually do something and review it whether it be good or bad i can't make any promises whether it's good or bad but ultimately all i want is honesty no. and if they don't like it they don't yeah, like yeah, it yeah. it's fine you yeah. No, that's a great idea. That's a really good idea. I'll, I'll have to, um, I'll keep in contact with you after that because yeah, maybe I can yeah. help you with that as well. And I'll go, um, I'm doing some work, um, uh, CSH Pickney, 
is doing some content. Yes. He's doing his reviews and content. So, uh, and, and he's letting me use some of his content uh, to do some videos, which is amazing of him no, it's really uh, cool. to cover some games. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he is definitely one, a, a trustworthy one. Um, again, I don't know if you've come across him. Yeah. He's already so on my well. list. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. I've, I've pulled in about yeah. 10 or 11 so far. Um, I definitely need more steam okay. curators. Um, on it because I want to make like a full community of curators where indies can trust them and yeah. you know so that people don't just go what who am I going to send these to you know at least they then know yeah. well, exactly you know and obviously it's, it's a good idea uh, it's a really good idea yeah I, I think so it's the same same idea like I was saying about the publisher list I'm trying to make a list of decent publishers that people have had experience with and have told me this is what they did this is what I didn't like whatever I say, well, okay, well, they're obviously good guys. They sound like good guys. Let's keep a note of them. And again, you know, I've mentioned one or two here already. In the long term, it's going to really pay off to have your list, a publisher list. Yeah. And if they can be, let's just say, 100 of each, if you've got 100 of each, that's going to be a hell of a valuable couple of lists. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. For the, everybody. The thing is, Steam is not going to help you unless you're already no. successful. Um, yeah. So I think it would be great to have things out there. And plus, I've had loads of... I mean, they're not keys that have been stolen. I recently was told that actually you don't get a key. They just get access to your game. So so it's not quite the same. But basically, with Curator Connect, via, what you have to do via Steam, um, you mm-hmm. only have 100 keys or 100 codes or whatever it may be, um, what, what you can send out. And... Um, when they're gone, they're gone completely. And I know for a fact that I've had, what, like 25 people that have just took them. They've already accepted the codes and I've never heard anything from them. And I've emailed them and then no responses. And, you know, if you don't want to review a game, yeah. don't accept it. Do you know what I mean? Look at the demo yeah. or look at the videos or whatever. But officially, they don't have to review your game if they accept it. If you're a curator, oh, you so can, there's no accountability. Not yet. at all. If you're a curator, yeah. you can take whatever you want. And you don't have to review anything. And so That's that terrible. was a big thing for me. And originally, the idea, well, I think it's in the description actually. It's Steam curators what would take your keys and run off with them or something like that. Because the whole point is that's what it's about. It's about not getting screwed over. I've been screwed over, and I don't want to see anyone else getting screwed over for it. You know, you've only got yeah. a limited amount. So. It's a really good idea. And yeah. again, it's going to be super valuable. And if you are a curator, then you need to be on this list because, you know, like I said, we're going to be sharing it with everybody that we speak to. So if you're not on the list, then, you know, ask yourself why. Why are you not on the exactly, list? Exactly. Exactly. And I'm testing yeah, all the list. people that are on the list are tested by me. So I can tell you if they're actually, you know, curators you can trust because yeah. they're going to, they'll review my game, good or bad. Um, and then they get on the list after that. Because if they're not going to review my game, what's the point? In because you can't tell if they're trustworthy or not. So no, yeah, no, it's good course. for me, but ultimately I can then tell you from personal experience that they're trustworthy. Brilliant! I love it. That's a great idea. Cool. Okay, well I think that is everything that we have. Um, no what I will say, I, we've been using we've been using the app called Gilded, which is my new favourite app at the minute. I've, I've talked about them every day at the minute. We've been using Gilded to do this 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 thing here. Um, it's been spotless. It's been good. I'm really impressed. Yeah, yeah. Discord like was it. 
awful in comparison to this when I've when I've done these yeah, two work calls. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, really bad. <laughs> well, I'm actually next week. I actually have a couple of the gilded people oh, um, nice. coming on the podcast. So, uh, so keep an ear out for for that. And I'm going to be. I'm basically going to be doing a little bit of gushing, saying how cool it is, <laughs> but still trying to, but still trying to look cool uh-huh. and ask them. I'm still going to ask them awkward questions. Okay, don't worry. But I love the app. I think it's fantastic. If you haven't checked it out, it is an alternative to Discord. If you've got any problems with Discord, whatever, Gilded, it's just like Discord, but but better. It honestly is better. I can't believe I'm saying that. Yes, yes. The feature good. set is unbelievable. I like it. Um. So check it out, everybody. Um, okay. Yes. Alien Scumbags from Monster Finger Games. Yep. And you are James. I am. I am James. Thank you. <laughs>